This is Think Smart with TMFG, your weekly podcast of what's newsworthy and relevant to everyday Canadians. With your host, Senior Financial Advisor Rob McClelland and Mike Conan of Asante Capital Management. Today on Think Smart with TMFG, Mike and I will be discussing some big technology predictions for 2023 and beyond. Mike, this was from a summary of technology predictions by Benedict Evans. And every year he produces this massive presentation on where technology may or may not go. And I thought it might be interesting to share some of those ideas with our audience. It's a tough field to be in, isn't it? Predicting technology. Was it was it Moore's Law that uh, talks about how quickly the expansion of uh, memory would go or processing power? And when we were kids, we were working on Commodore 64s. We thought they were the king of computers. Now they wouldn't power a calculator anymore. So it, it, it's a pretty quick moving uh, area to do predictions on. So one of the big predictions that is, you know, in the discussion in the, in the technology world is this whole Web3. And the idea in Web3 is what you're trying to create is you're trying to give all the power to all the people as opposed to big business. And, it, and the idea of Web3 is that the users create and control the networks and the money instead of the companies controlling all these networks. So that sounds like a pretty good idea, right? Yep. Everyone's going to get a share of the pie. Open source, which came about, changed how all the code is written. Web3 is going to try to change where that code runs. So they want the power to do all of this. And the idea is they're going to have these cryptocurrencies where they don't need to involve governments and banks and so on so that they can make their money free of taxes, free of charge, while all of this technology is expanding and they basically control the world. It's so funny. Remember when we were listening to, uh, we have uh, uh, someone we know that does a podcast, a very good podcast, and they got into a whole series on cryptocurrencies because they were so complicated. I think it was a series, it was about five or six in the series. And uh, we saw him at a conference. And as he started to listen to the details on how many people have these opinions on how cryptocurrencies work, he found that there was no real coherence between any of them. He left more confused than when he went in. And they're all very smart people. But if you ask any individual how everything works, I don't think any one person understands everything about the subject. They, they understand their own little pieces of it, but it's very hard to find one person who understands the whole breadth of how, how that works. But if I told you that we could get big business and government out of everything and we could control everything, does that not sound wonderful to you? Conceptually, it's wonderful. Conceptually, it sounds brilliant. Yep. And and yet we know in reality how it's going to end. But let's continue to explore some of these predictions. Just a few years ago, one of the most successful tech companies out there called Facebook decided to change their name to Meta. How has that worked out for them, Mike? They... I mean, they've really run some difficulties in the last couple of years, but it's still, I mean, it's still a very good company. 
at the end of the day, it is still a great place to advertise. It's still a great company. The shareholders have been a bit harsh on it over the last uh, couple of years. But again, uh, stock price is really not that much to do with how the companies operate, does it? Well, it's interesting because the concept here was that, you know, we're used to living our life and, and everything, and, and this is reality. But we now have a new world called virtual reality. And virtual reality is, is basically that you can live a whole life that is completely different. You could have a completely, you could be a movie star in your virtual reality life when really you're just a bus driver. Yeah. But you could be a movie star at night in your virtual reality. So that sounds kind of fun and interesting. And, and Facebook's idea behind the whole thing was we're going to put all our time and effort into that because we think that's where the world wants to go. It sounds interesting. So far to date, it's been a bit of a miserable fail. The idea of everything becoming decentralized, government, it, it, it's interesting to think, you know, here we are in 2023 and we've seen some countries move to complete centralization, i.e. China and Russia, where one or two humans are controlling everything. And, and that on the outside appears to be horrific. Yeah. I just saw that Russia just raised their interest rates by 5%. Yep. overnight because of their currency, the attack on their currency. And the only way they can support their currency is by raising interest rates. And, and so this move away from centralization, as much as it's a great dream, seems to be a really difficult thing. Let's talk about computers and how that's changed. So in the 80s, when computers first came out, what did they call them? I mean, IBM was one of the biggest, most successful companies out there. Big Blue, and they had the whole thing was about mainframes. So mainframes had the idea where uh, you would have a console, but it would hook into a main computer that's giant computer. And again, computers were much bigger then, so you could have a room in the basement that all cooling systems, everything to house a big computer system, and everyone went to the same computer system. Had some really great advantages to it. Number one, if you change the program, it would change in everyone's computer. So you have an office with, let's say, 500 staff. As soon as you made a change to whatever the word processing program was at that time, everyone was using that new, newly changed word processing program. Uh, very expensive. That's the one thing about it. Very expensive and not as great for home use. So we went in our individual office. We used to, everything used to go through head office. And then we had to have a server in our office. We had a powerful technology down in our basement. And today it's, it's still there, but in my mind, it's gathering dust. Everything's moved to the cloud. Yep. Well, so it, it has become decentralized because before it was with one server. So it does make sense, but now the cloud controls everything. If suddenly tomorrow they turned off the cloud, what's, we'd all be in trouble. Well, it's very interesting because it went from with this uh, standard mainframe idea then it went to the PC where everyone had their own personal computer. Everyone kept everything on their own computers at home. And the problem with that was programs wouldn't communicate. One person would upgrade, one person wouldn't upgrade. We had a terrible situation like when you go back 15 years ago, you'd send clients a file and half of them couldn't read it because maybe you have the newest version of whatever you're sending out. They don't have the newest version. They can't read your file. So it wasn't the dream 
the idea was that everyone gets their own computer, but someone had this idea in their mind that everyone's going to stay updated and modern. Well, the problem is not everyone in their own computers would stay updated and modern. And yet, as you said, now we moved on to the cloud and the cloud can almost be thought of as a huge mainframe, right? Where everything is stored on that, which is nice for programs now, because when you have a program that's cloud-based, everyone gets the upgrades at the same time. Another big trend going forward is in the last 10 to 15 years, we've been living in a low interest rate environment that made money cheap for everybody, companies, governments, individuals, mortgages, lines of credit were all really cheap. If we're in a world of five to 7% interest rates, that changes everything. No longer is it acceptable to make only 8% on an investment when interest rates are 7%. Yeah. If inflation is three to four to 5%, not one to 2%, that makes everything, prices going up dramatically, wages have to go up dramatically, people are gonna fall behind very quickly. So that is a big change. We don't know whether it's gonna last. Inflation seems to be coming down, but we're certainly gonna be much higher than it was two years ago. We have seen some other declines, and we've talked about this in previous podcasts, but what they call the gatekeepers. Mike, I grew up with an apartment store background. I worked for Hudson's Bay Company for six years, I'm still amazed that they're alive today. Um, most of their competition has fallen off the map. The big stores are disappearing right, left, and center. And even the shopping malls are starting to fall behind. You see vacancies in places you've never seen vacancies. Um, online shopping. So that has decentralized. The power is now with the people. Well, there's no longer a need to keep inventories. You know, even uh, you do shopping malls. I, I do a lot of mechanical parts. You can't go anywhere to get mechanical parts anymore. No one wants to keep the inventories. You know, nowadays, if I, I was just fixing the carburetor on a chainsaw, you can't, you can't go to a store and get those parts anymore. You have to go online, find your chainsaw, go order the things and have them delivered. And it's not bad. As long as the delivery can come in time. As long as it come in time, they're pretty good. I mean, uh, some things are better than others, but uh, they're, they're pretty reasonable in a lot of things. Do you think we can move to a decentralized government if we move to decentralized retail? Well, there's always some problems because you assume that all the people are going to make all the right decisions all the time. Sometimes you need a controlling factor. Government has a place. You know, what you're watching, everyone's complaining about the raising of interest rates and all the stuff that's going on. I know we get all the feedback saying, why did the government do this? The government made some mistakes, be it they were a bit slow in raising interest rates. But without anyone to raise those interest rates, what would happen to inflation if no one was doing that? You know, inflation started to go to, uh, you know, it gets to the point where you get double digit inflation. What if no one said there's something we have to do about this? And they say, let's just get this go. What happens to everything? You know, the, the government, although we look at them, we want to complain about them because they're raising interest rates. There's a reason behind what they're doing. They're trying to slow the, the growth of the economy and try to bring things back in line because it's getting overheated. Without anyone looking over and having those controls on there, the things can just go and erupt. We've seen markets erupt. Markets are a free flow of things. We watched things happen in the year 2000, 2008. The more freedom we let go on them, the bigger the problems become. But at the end of the day, if you've got no securities commission overseeing the whole thing, 
the whole thing falls apart. Kind of like the cryptocurrency world has fallen apart. Yep. We've seen it. We talked about department stores have almost disappeared. Newspapers have almost disappeared. They're certainly not going to live into the next generation. There is no hope for them. Yeah. And trust me, decentralized news is no fun. The newspaper, <laughs> they weren't always right, but they were a lot more reliable than just reading things on the internet. I see that Amazon has now overtaken Walmart in total revenue. So people are buying more through Amazon than they are at Walmart. That's that's extremely impressive. And that includes groceries. You know, Walmart's big into the grocery. They've got a huge grocery department. And and yet Amazon has overtaken it. I mean, music is fully decentralized now. You go through Amazon, you go through Amazon Music or you go through Apple Music. And you know, the only thing that seems to be held on, somehow the movie houses seem to be still holding together. And I think it's the Netflix and the different companies have put it together. There's new people controlling it. But, you know, you haven't seen movies hit decentralization yet. But that may be the next thing to happen. Although, again, if you go too far, so let's say you don't have a Netflix. Let's say instead you've got 4,000 individual companies trying to make movies. Does that work? Yeah. All independent films. I mean, I can watch the odd independent film, but I don't want to spend my life watching all independent. I like Titanic, you know? I like the big, I like the big films every now and again. So if we start to put all this together, technology has moved from selling accounting tools to big firms to replacing those companies altogether. You know, there, there are a lot of things that are being sold directly to us. You know, I use the example, my wife and I are going away on a, a long trip to Australia this fall, and we needed a travel bag. And in the old day, we would go down to the luggage store and what do you recommend? What do you have in stock? And is anything on sale? And, and you buy it. Well, today we did a completely different thing. We asked some friends, uh, someone recommended this bag. We went on the internet and searched all the best bags for traveling. We found two or three different websites, all recommending some similar items. We went to their websites directly, shopped all around. We ended up finding them 40% off and they're being delivered. We'll have them in two days. I find Google reviews are awesome. For right. Just, you, you get real reviews, the good, the bad. And I spend, my, I spend too much time reading reviews on everything I'm going to buy. But it gives you a good feel. Uh, you got to go and sometimes get rid of some of the really bad ones. Some people are just angry and know a lot of people just give five stars to everything. But you start to get a feel for what you're buying. Whether it's for movies, whether it's for luggage, whether it's for which car to buy next, they're extremely helpful. And, you know, that, that's a good thing. Um, a lot of money is going into technology startups today. Will that continue if all these interest rates continue going up? I'd say less. You know, uh, people always look at where they can make money. You need a higher expected return on top of what's guaranteed. If you can buy a guaranteed bond that's getting 6 7%, before I go into a startup company, I'm going to want a 20% return. There's a lot of additional. If I can buy a government bond at 6%, you have to have a lot of extra expended, expected return before I'm going to risk putting my money over to you rather than the bond. So am I going to go and buy your company with 8% expected return? No, that's not worth the risk. Maybe if I'm getting 18 or 20%, that may be worth the risk, but 
it's going to be a little bit, uh, let's say, thinner waters for investors into uh, startup companies. So it's interesting. So now the startup companies are going to have to show a higher profit margin, potential. Yep. They're going to have trouble getting money. So who's got all the money? The big companies. So once again, we're going to see that what's happened time and time again, the big companies are going to get, come in and swoop up Buy the everyone. ideas and become even bigger companies. They did at the end of the 90s. You know, all those dot-com companies, everyone says, well, they just disappeared. Well, a lot of them were bought by a lot of the big companies along the way. So lots of changes ahead. All of it are guesses as to way that how the whole thing may unfold. That brings us to the end of another week. Thank you for joining us. This is Rob and Mike with Think Smart from the McClellan Financial Group of Asante Capital Management, reminding you to live the life that makes you happy. been listening to the McClellan Financial Group of Asante Capital Management Limited. Asante Capital Management Limited is a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund and the Investment Industry Regulatory Organization of Canada. Insurance products and services are provided through Asante Estate and Insurance Services Incorporated. This material is provided for general information and is subject to change without notice. Every effort has been made to compile this material from reliable sources. However, no warranty can be made as to its accuracy or completeness. Before acting on any of the previous information, please make sure to see a professional advisor for individual financial advice based on your personal circumstances. The opinions expressed are those of the authors and not necessarily those of Asante Capital Management Limited.